0: The, title, the Florida Gators have stake their claim for the national championship of 1996. Here's Tebow, jump pass, throw it to the end zone, and a touchdown! David Nelson scores. Long back down. You can stand me up at the gates dropping back to throw, pops and fires the ball over the middle. It's it's- 10 yards, wafting down the sideline for Johnson, and he is level. All right, it's time for our final edition of Gator Glory brought to you by Safe Harbor Seafood. Safe Harbor Seafood. Let me try that again. And um, look, we're going to try and restore glory. Matt Hayes joins us now, college football, you know, czar. Are you really trying to restore glory with that? I am. That's how we roll. <laughs> Listen, we've got a couple of penalties around here, but we fought, we forged through. We end up with a victory. Um... Look, we, we define this Gator Glory as being like a seminal moment of when Steve Spurrier arrived, and it's been glory since then. And actually, as I've done this and we've gone along, that's not what's happened at all. We had Gator Glory from 1990 to 2010. There's been no Gator Glory since 2010. There's been no carryover. Nothing special has happened at the University of Florida since Urban Meyer left. And so now, as we transition to the fourth coach since then, in Billy Napier, and, you know, one of the many directions you can go if you're a college administration, right? You can try and steal somebody's big name. We've seen that happen. You can go get the top assistant. We see that happen. You can go get a guy at a smaller level, and we've seen that happen now with Napier. So just gut gut feeling on Napier's ability to crack this egg that is Alabama, quite frankly.
1: Well, I mean, I don't really like anybody's chances of cracking the egg that is Alabama. I mean, Kirby's recruiting better than anybody at Georgia, and he hasn't been able to crack it yet. So it's a tough hoe. There's no doubt about that. That's some heavy lifting going on. I will say this. I think they feel good about... Billy Napier, because he fits what they believe as far as culture, not just football, but college athletics. That was such a big deal. And I think that's what was the big problem with Dan Mullen was, is he didn't fit with the rest of that program. It wasn't that he wasn't a good coach. He certainly was a good coach. You saw the first three years. Um, But I think it it, it eroded in the the idea of he wasn't really a team guy. He wasn't a guy that you'd see him at a basketball game, or you'd see him at the softball game, or, you you know, he'd be a guy that's full in all gators all about gators and all about the college experience. Um, and, and when when you're not a guy that's well liked around the place, that becomes a problem. then those little things that happen become huge things yeah and then when you know and then when you put the program on probation for the first time in 30 years, that's a really big thing yeah so and it just started going downhill from them. So I think what they think they got in Billy Napier right now is a guy who fits their mindset of what they believe college athletics is and they like that. And they also like that he's a great recruiter. And the hope is that he's also a developer and a guy that can win games. And he's kind of proven that at Louisiana. Again, Louisiana is a low level. You're talking about the Sun Belt, one of the probably two, three worst conferences in college football. So, But I think you look at at what a guy does within the scope of where he is. He got there his first year. They were bad. They were 7-7 his first year. They went to the championship game. They lost to App State. Since that point, they won 32 of 36 games. Um, won that won the Sun Belt this year, so I think they feel good about it. They feel good about his the idea that he was with Saban, he was with Dabo, so he's he's been around guys that know what they're doing. So the hope is the hope is he kind of takes those plans and installs them in
0: Gainesville. A couple of things to unpack from that answer. Look, Florida's had a lot of good coaches through the years. Dan Mullen was a good coach. I mean, McIlwain was good. Muschamp was a good coach. Was a good coach. the issue is for Florida to experience what Florida fans want. Good coach, who cares? you got to be a great coach. They've had two in school history, Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. Not coincidentally, the SEC and National Championships. Oh, by the way, every SEC and National Championship won in the history of the school are under the watch of those two coaches alone. So, I don't need to know if Billy Napier could be a good coach. And I know it's not an answer you can give right now. But at the end of the day, unless he's a great coach, this one won't work any better.
1: Well, I I can tell you what I, I would think. If I'm a Florida fan, I'm thinking... I want Billy Neighbor to be a guy that can see a quarterback, an elite quarterback, recruit him, land him, and develop him. Because you can talk about Spurrier. Spurrier was awesome, okay? Urban Meyer was awesome. You look deep into those things. Spurrier got it really rolling at Florida, really rolling. Early on with Shane, they won the SEC with Shane. They hadn't done it ever, so they won it there two years in a row. Terry Dean comes in, you know, a little lull. They lose to Alabama in 92. Then Danny Worfel goes in full time, and that takes off. And then you've got a NFL off, guy and the rest got, of the yeah. And then you get all your recruits in, and then it takes off, okay? Mm-hmm. Even near the end of his career, he had another NFL quarterback in Rex Grossman, and they were phenomenal. They might have been the best team in the nation in 2001, except for that Tennessee game, okay? Then you go to Herb. Herb walks into a situation where, you know, Chris League is not an elite quarterback, but he's a guy that understands it and gets it, and then Herb gets Tebow. Especially for a first year. Right gets Tebow, Tebow comes in. He's a perfect compliment to Chris League. They win the national title. We saw what happens with Tebow. But once Tebow leaves, you kind of see what happens then. Yeah. So if you don't, I've said this all along, college football is about the quarterback. If you have that position figured out, you're going to win a lot of games. Mullen came in. He did some great work with Felipe Franks. I mean, actually, his first year was probably his best year of coaching.
0: And the, don't forget, the room was so horrible for the horrible. four or five years. So horrible. the fact that he got Franks and Trask, it, 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 he, it's magnified even more. He did his, his,
1: his best year of coaching, I think it was the first year, not only because he was a fir- new guy coming in, but he got to all those guys on the same page. They were all pulling in the same direction. And he made Felipe Franks a quality SEC quarterback. He wasn't an elite guy, he was mm-hmm. a quality guy. They win 10 games. All right? He gets to year two, Felipe gets hurt. Trask comes in, plays really well. Year three is when it really, you really saw what could be when you have an elite quarterback there. He believed they had a team that could win the national title. I think had they played better defensively, they would have won the national title, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So here you are, and then and then it starts to unfold for him, and you saw how he reacted once it started to unfold. So the, 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 the bottom line is this: Pross, you got to get a quarterback. The quarterback is everything.
0: And don't they have that? You think I don't and, know. and Anthony that, Richardson? That's the problem. It's better than what Mullen took over.
1: It is, but I will say this: Okay. Let's look at it this way. I'm not I, I think Emory Jones is a is a is a tough kid. He's a great, great quote unquote gator. But not, not a great elite. quarterback. He's not a I think Richardson I, I think can Richardson be, but I don't know. Be, right. But here's the question with Richardson how many times are you gonna get hurt? Correct. How many times are we gonna see this? That at some point that's gonna be an issue. It's a reputation. Is he durable that's enough? Earned. Yeah, is he durable enough? So then you say, All right, so then what do you do? What if he's injured again next year? And then you've got Emory Jones is again your quarterback. Then what do you do? Yeah. So I think they got to get a quarterback they got to get that figured out and I think once they do you'll see them move a little bit. Next year will be like a transition year.
0: You talked about uh this is by the way uh, Gator Glory our fat, our last installment it's brought to you by Safe Harbor Seafood. Um You also mentioned the recruiting and Billy Napier is known as a as a, you know, a a good recruiter, if not a great recruiter. And man, Gator fans right now are like, they got that home alone. Oh, my God. Look going on right now because the class is down to like six or seven. He's done nothing but lose five or six of the top recruits since then. So give me the strategy behind that and where you think this ultimately winds up. I mean, you can't panic. You you, you just can't. I mean, this is
1: and I mean, I say this over and over and over. You cannot worry about a recruiting class if you got the right coach. If you're going to go fire a guy, you cannot say, we can't fire the guy, because if we fire the guy, then we're going to lose the recruiting class. Who cares? That guy will make up for it down the road. Yeah. So I I think this – plus, this recruiting class is not over yet. All right? There's also a couple guys that are going to sign late. Travis Etienne's brother
0: is going to sign late. Um, I I do feel. – don't you feel – and you you know the college football landscape better than anybody uh, that I know from all years covering it – all your years covering it nationally and otherwise, but – is there this thought that there is that that he might be you know, a plus like Florida may have the best class just from if you take from December, you know, 14th to right. February 3rd. Like they, Florida may do more work in that period or as good a work in that period as anyone. And now granted, that's because everyone else has their classes sewn up. But are, is there enough out there that he can at least supplement? You know, he, he can get a couple until the early signing period, yeah. which is like, what, a week and a it's, half away. It's not even. I don't
1: right. Think. Right. And then the, the, the national signing day in February, there's going to be a group of not many. Right. They take advantage of this early. Right. Right. Eight, ten players maybe that can make impact. You're going to see what kind of a recruiter he is. It's hard, man. He's now at a brand new place. And he's going into these, you know, with these kids, these eight, ten kids and saying, look, this is what we've got. You know, he's selling that. It's a difficult hole.
0: Yeah. I think if he gets one or two of those guys, you should be over the moon. What should over Gator fan expect and what would indicate? First of all, I'm not a believer in year one indicating anything, but that's not the the way it is today. I mean, look at the Jags, right? I mean, now it's immediate. You expect right. certain things immediately. What's an acceptable season for Billy Napier? Understanding the situation that he steps into and a schedule that will be tougher next year than most Florida schedules.
1: I mean, honestly, that's, that's a nine-win team this year. I don't know how they didn't win nine games. They didn't win it because they were completely dysfunctional. moment out. I agree. So, so uh, I if people are saying, you know what, the, you know, look at them. They're they're six and six. They're not a six and six team. Not talent wise. So, no, not talent wise at all. They've got talent on that team, and I think if if Chris Bogle stays, doesn't go, gets out of the portal and stays, do you think he will? I think he will. Brent Cox is staying for his fifth year. He's not not going to the NFL. So that's. I mean, they've got guys in that defense that can play. Um, I think they got to shore up that offensive line. It's been terrible since the day Mullen got there. Hasn't been good at all. They have so not that, recruited a, there. No, they have. not like
0: sometimes you get good recruits and they don't live up to it. But Florida has been living on three-star recruits at that line, and I just don't understand playing Georgia and Alabama. How you ever think that's going to work? It's not only that; it's the interior on the
1: defensive side as well. Yeah, really, the whole line, but m- more so specifically on the yeah. interior of the defensive line. They're just not recruiting well there. So it, it's an it's a line of scrimmage league. We all know that you got to recruit well there. So I think that's what he's going to focus on. And then you got to get a quarterback, and you can fill in receivers and and running backs and you know third down backs and third down receivers, but you've got to get the line of scrimmage figured out and you've got to get the
0: quarterback figured out are you out. still of the belief, even with this, you know, ten year sabbatical from really contending that Florida can be among those? Can it be Alabama, Ohio State, that level that it, you know, has proven at a couple different times that it could be? Ten you're coming on thirteen now, man. Yeah. It's it's a been a long, while, long, long yeah. time. Yeah, I, I, it's all about the coach. That's yeah, why this Napier hire is so important. Again, Spurrier, Meyer. Enough said. You want to talk? You talked about quarterbacks. Well, hmm, what do you know? Florida won two Natties and wow, Heisman's on both those teams. You right, better have not, a Heisman. Not, not, only,
1: not only Heisman on both those teams, but the, probably yeah. the two greatest quarterbacks in the history. Of You're right? You got
0: to have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback and a great coach. I don't think you can win at Florida. It's th- not that difficult. And by the way, team, right? that's also the, the situation at Tallahassee. You better have both. Jameis, by the way, Winky, I got news every, for you. A lot of places. It's the situation at Alabama. Well, that's why Georgia does it. It's they don't have the quarterback. It's at LSU. Well, they did it right. And, well, except for, it, for the Eddie Orser on great coach part. And it's at Georgia. That's yeah.
1: why Georgia hasn't won it under Kirby because you have the, he can't figure out that position.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's he screwed it
1: up basically in well, the last okay. three or four years. So, last
0: message as we end this series of Gator Glory is Gator Glory returning. Yes. to Yes. Yes, I you think believe so. That, yeah, so I, I
1: think he's a great recruiter. Um, the hope is he's going to put guys around him, you know, that, that can develop. But I think right now, and especially in this day and age where we are right now, where it's just where you now are seeing the separation at the top of the SEC because Kirby and Nick recruit so well. You have got to have a guy that can procure players. You got to match have talent. Have to, and you got to be able to develop them. So I think if he can get players and he can develop them, they'll figure it out. And, again, its I keep saying it's about the quarterback. If you get the right quarterback, if Richardson is a guy that can stay healthy and he has that generational talent that we've seen, yeah, they, I think they've got a chance. And, and not only do they have a chance, I think they have a chance to do it quickly. Sooner rather than
0: later. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for uh, Gator Glory brought to you by Safe Harbor Seafield. I had a hard time with that one. Thank you, Matt Hayes. Appreciate it, Matt. All right, boss.